Thank you for tuning in to the Deepest Desires podcast, where we're being extra open and honest about our spiritual journey, the ups and downs, the wins and losses, and remembering we're all human. No pressure to feel perfect in this space because we're all just messy humans going through life. So let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Deepest Desires podcast. This is your host, Triana, and if you are new here, welcome. I'm excited for this to be your first episode because it is going to be a good one. And if you are returning, hello. Thank you for clicking on another one. Again, this is going to be such a good episode, so I'm excited to have you guys back for this one and appreciate you guys always being here. So, like I said, today's an exciting episode because we have the second guest ever for the podcast today, and I am just ecstatic. She is someone I have looked up to. I found her on TikTok about two years ago. I'll get into that in a second, but her name is Yangeli, and she is just a beautiful soul, a beautiful person, beautiful human being. She just lights up. I was I was going to say every room she goes into, but I don't know her personally, so she lights up TikTok, okay, because that's where I found her. <laughs> um, she is just an amazing person, and her energy is so infectious, so I, of course, was so excited to be able to bring her onto the podcast for you guys, um, and it was a leap for me to ask her to be here because, to me, she is like someone I didn't think I would get to have contact with or a conversation with so soon. Like, I found her on TikTok about two years ago, and I just love her. I've loved her content, and she's just a beautiful person. I love everything about her. So I just didn't expect her to agree to be on the podcast because, you know, when you start out and even though we are actually almost to a thousand downloads, guys, so we're going to be having a little celebration for that soon over on the podcast Instagram. But even though I'm finally almost to a thousand downloads, it just still feels like such a small podcast. So a lot of the time it can feel like some people wouldn't want to be on such a small podcast, but I am super ecstatic to have her on here and for you guys to get to experience the beautiful energy she brings and all her amazing knowledge. Um, she shares a lot of amazing content on TikTok. Now, her original account that I found her on, I don't, I can't remember. She may have said she lost access to it. Something happened. So a lot of her previous videos are on that one. Um, and her newer account, she doesn't have as many videos, so it does suck that you guys won't get to see, um, those unless you want to follow her or check out her old, her old TikTok podcast, her old TikTok that is still up. The videos are still there and it's still a lot of good videos. So that is always there. And I will have her share her socials at the end of the episode, of course, for you guys to check her out. But it is just going to be an amazing episode. She is an amazing divine feminine. She has a lot of great knowledge that I feel you guys are going to get a lot of benefit from. So it's going to be a good one. And without further ado, we will just dive into the episode. Welcome, Jean Kelly, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. We're going to start off with asking your pronouns. She and hers. Okay, perfect. Love that. And then we're going to do a few speed dating questions. So what are your big three? 
<laughs> uh, Capricorn rising, Capricorn sun, and Pisces moon. Big cap energy. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite manifestation you've ever manifested? My technique, like favorite manifestation technique? No, the your favorite thing you've ever manifested into your life, whether that be a trip, relationship, situation, My job. Myself. I manifested a whole entire version of me internally. Yes, I love that. <laughs> that is a good one. Yes. Okay. And last, what is a place you want to visit? I want to go back to India again. <laughs> Yes. Oh, you've been to India? That's yes, girl. I, I've been thinking about it so much. And I'm like, I want to go again. I don't know why I'm being called, but there's a reason. So hopefully uh, my reason with, will be. Yes. yes. That is Maybe me with Puerto Rico day. every day. Oh, yes. <laughs> I die for it. It's so good. <laughs> hopefully we'll both get to go back soon. We need it. Um. Okay. So you guys heard in the intro that this is our second guest ever on the podcast so that's super exciting and she's a very good one so i am excited to dive right into these questions with her um these are questions kind of centered around some things she shares on social media that i feel she brings really good knowledge to so i just wanted to put these in here for you guys so she can share all her amazing knowledge with us so the first question, what are some of the best ways you feel we can embody our feminine and masculine energies equally? And what reflects a wounded or imbalanced energy from either side? Ooh, that, that question <laughs> goes so deep. Um, I think the first step to embody your feminine energy, we'll start there, is to heal the wounded feminine, right? To basically understand why you don't feel safe enough to feel or be in your feminine essence so there's so much attached to it but it's there's sociological reasons right the systems that we're in sometimes doesn't allow women to be in their feminine energy but i do want to add obviously that feminine and masculine energies have nothing to do with gender because i think a lot mm -hmm. of a huge misconception around that it's just energies so the feminine energy is being and flowing and then the masculine energy is more doing um, and taking action um, and there's so many traits obviously when it comes to the feminine and masculine but um so far starting with the wounded feminine right it can also mm -hmm. stem from our mothers so a lot of our mothers i know for my mother what i saw growing up um was a mom a single mom who had to not was not comfortable or safe enough to be in her feminine energy because she had to provide so she had to be in that toxic masculine role and she had to work 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 so she wasn't able to provide her own kids with you know the feminine love nurturing you know just being there emotionally so all i saw was a woman that was working independent you know that miss like that toxic mm -hmm dependent thing i don't go for it anymore but that's how i used to think like, <laughs> now i'm like i want help <laughs> right i don't want to do it by myself what <laughs> no negative i want all the help i can get <laughs> uh-huh um because there's a to a certain extent but then it gets so you know draining where you think that you have to do it alone and that's that wounded feminine energy and it's like it blocks you from receiving because then you know you have to be cold 
you have to be kind of cold hearted and you have to just take action, action, action. And you have this, like, it's very gold centered and it's not like trusting. You don't have, there's less faith there because you're, you're, you're more hands-on, you know what I'm saying? Um, so then that wounded feminine is, you know, the, the wounded masculine also comes along with it as well, because then you don't necessarily do in a way that's actually goal oriented in a way of like, that's actually something I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So for my mom's example, I saw her take on the, the wounded feminine, but it wasn't doing things that she naturally wanted to do because she felt like she had no choice. It was just, it was just things that she was forced to take on to pay bills, to have a roof over her heads, you know, to have food on, on the table. So it was just a very, so she had, she was disconnected from her feminine role as you know nurturing and allowing us to have a safe space emotionally but also in the masculine role because it was just too masculine that toxic masculine where she had to overwork and overdo so there was no balance whatsoever you know right and I definitely feel that too at seeing my mom be in her masculine energy so much um she just had to when we were growing up mm-hmm. and it can be a lot because it's Especially with uh, that that example, like a mom, mm-hmm. her having to overextend herself in both energies. She has yeah. to try and be nurturing when she can, but she also has to do mm-hmm. so much to provide and it can be a lot. And yeah. this is just one example we're giving you guys, but it can be very difficult um, having a wounded feminine or masculine energy or overextending yourself in one or the other or both. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely seen that reflected in myself as well, where I... I still struggle to accept help mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I yeah. can see that sometimes. I, I definitely like to do everything myself. You know that quote of mm-hmm. like, if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. That's yeah. definitely me and how I feel. Mm-hmm. So it can be a lot. And I know, especially as women in our society, a lot of us, um, if you've dealt with, like we said, feminine and masculine energy isn't just about gender, mm-hmm. but I know it's a topic if you listen to um, about heterosexual relationships, how mm-hmm. men have weaponized incompetence, don't do as much, yeah. don't put in effort or do housework, all these things. And we just get forced into doing everything. Mm-hmm. So it can be hard trying to find the balance with these energies and getting to a good place where you feel like you can be in whichever one is meant for you. Because mm-hmm. just because if you identify as a woman or you are a woman, that doesn't mean you have to have feminine energy mostly Mm -hmm. maybe that's not what works for you maybe Mm -hmm. you like a 70 20 yeah 70 20 70 30 30. my math isn't math today maybe you like a 70 30 maybe that's what works well for your life it's just all about finding the balance that is right for you because 50 50 isn't always right for everyone it just really depends on who you want to be, what you're doing, what you're working towards and your environment and what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the wounded feminine and masculine energy is also, you know, we, we are affected in it when it comes to relationships because we learn Mm -hmm. about a lot about who we are in these, in relationships. So I started recognizing as well that the kind of relationships that I was kind of wanting to attract were because I needed, uh, I felt like I needed to depend on these people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up and seeing my mom 
be so focused heavily on that fine the financial portion you know for her the relationships were because oh my god i need to make sure that i'm secure that i'm secure that i'm safe financially why like it didn't even matter anything else because it was this energy of need right right the wounded feminine is needy like she feels like she needs things outside of her constantly and consistently mm -hmm. she can't depend on herself right so it's it's so contradicting because it's like it, the wounded feminine says, oh, I can't depend on anybody else. But then it, she also turns around and says, I can't mm -hmm. depend either. So mm -hmm. and I think that's what happens too. So, and um, there, you can say the unhealthy feminine or the wounded feminine, but um, so the wounded feminine, because she can't depend on herself and she lacks that self-love and she lacks that self-worth, you know, we are a reflection of who we date. She ends up attracting people who, um, you know, she can't depend on either because that's mm -hmm. basically what it is. So then, she goes into this cycle of I can't depend on nobody. I can't depend on nobody. And then she builds so much resentment behind that and so much anger. Um, and I and I heard my mom still say it the other day. I don't depend on no man. I can't depend on uh -huh. who should want to depend on other people. That's healthy. Uh -huh. Like that but you can't do that unless you see that you are worthy of it unless you see that you are deserving of it and it starts with you it starts with you being able to depend on yourself you being able to you know show up for yourself in ways that you know you haven't before like loving yourself like you know nurturing yourself caring for you because if you don't do that then it's going to be impossible for someone else to do that for you you okay. know and that's, I think, something we've all heard is if you, the way you view, view yourself, the self-worth you have is how everyone's going to treat you. That's mm -hmm. what you end up attracting. And it's very subconscious. It's the conversation we all know if you're in the spiritual community, the self-improvement community, whatever energy you give off is exactly what you attract, whether you're trying to or not. So it, it can mm -hmm. suck. It can be hard. Um, it's just all about healing it. And like I said, finding that balance that's right for you. And I love how psychology kind of ties into it as well, because um, that's the same thing kind of like with fight languages and um, your love languages, how mm -hmm. your love language is usually also when you're self-destructing or trying to push someone away or just how you react negatively, negatively mm -hmm. to something is the opposite of your love language. Yeah. So if you love quality time, as soon as something goes wrong in a relationship, you want to be alone. You want mm -hmm. space. You don't want them around. So it's just funny to see. I love seeing the how kind of how psychology and the three dimensional world, we could say, mm -hmm. ties into the spiritual world of things and like the energies. Um, and they really do go hand in hand. So it's super interesting to see. And it's in, I love that you mentioned love languages, because mm -hmm. I'm a big believer that you should want all love languages. If you, oh. when you when you learn to love yourself, you recognize right. you are worthy of all of them, like all yes. of them. And, and the ones that you would claim in the mm -hmm. past before learning how to love yourself, it was because it was the one that you needed the most growing up. So you mm -hmm. just just hold on to that, right? But it's like, no, have all of them because you are worthy of giving them all. So you are worthy right. of receiving them. But you can only get there when you embrace that energy to begin with, you know? Mm -hmm. And I love that you say that because I... When... <laughs> When, you know, love language quizzes were kind of like the big thing, yeah, I, I um, had my man and I do it and his was more physical touch, but I'm like, I want all of them. Like, it sounds a bit high maintenance, <laughs> but it's not. I just like all of them at a different time. And I fully agree. I think we're all deserving of all of them. And it's not like, oh, you have to give me each one within a span of a week. It's just 
no, I enjoy all of them. I feel loved with all of them and Mm -hmm. I give all of them just as much as I like to receive them. Now we do have our favorites or one that makes us feel most loved, but I definitely feel that because I'm always like, listen, y'all, I'm a little high maintenance. Like it's not high maintenance, but it kind of is because I just, I love them all. I love them all. Love the quality time, the gift giving, the acts of service, the compliment. I'll take it all. (laughs) Well, and I mean, you're talking about high maintenance, right? Let's let's Mm -hmm. tie that into the wounded feminine as well, because me personally, I used to praise myself for being low maintenance because I was just like, oh, I'm low maintenance. I don't require anything. And then I realized that that same energy was like transferred over to the kind of men that I was having sexual relationships with because they Mm -hmm. also treated me as low maintenance and they didn't nurture me enough or be patient with my body because i wasn't doing that so Mm -hmm. i would get i would be like gloating about like oh i can get ready quickly and this is and that and i was like oh my god i'm low maintenance and that's not a good thing like Mm -hmm. being is a is a trait of someone who feels like they don't require much or they don't need Mm -hmm. because they weren't given much when they were you know Mm -hmm. younger also you know, they had this fear of asking for too much because they had felt like if they asked for too much, that would be a bother. So mm-hmm. when I was, you know, growing up, I never wanted to ask for too much because I felt like if I did ask for anything more than what I thought I deserved, then I would be, you know, bothering somebody outside of me. And it was mm-hmm. just like, and then obviously I also didn't know how to even take care of myself or nurture myself because I had a mom who was never in her feminine energy, who never nurtured herself, who never, right. you know, was patient with her body and her skin and her self-care routine. She doesn't have a, a self-care routine. So how, would, mm-hmm. how, how possibly could I have learned that? You know, right. I didn't learn that until recently where I'm like being consistent with that. And it's exciting me because I'm like, okay, I love this. This is nice. Um, but I would be gloating about being low maintenance. And I think, and you see a lot of women post on social media too, like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. even ask for too much. Uh, no, <laughs> like start asking, ask for, for ask right. for what you think because you deserve all of it. Like stop saying, stop thinking that it's a flex to not mm-hmm. ask for that it's a flex to be low maintenance. And I used to think that I used to think it was such a flex to be low maintenance to not require much. It's like, no, now I require everything plus tax. Like, yeah right you know what i'm saying like hello there's Um, fees yes there's a fee um but you should be wanting to be high maintenance because it shows Mm -hmm. that you care about yourself it shows that you value yourself and if you value yourself to a certain extent you put yourself on a pedestal and someone's gonna try and just you know give you the bare minimum and give you breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like "Eh, skirt right you don't want that before being low maintenance and somebody will see that they, a man will come into your life and they will see that you're low maintenance. Mm-hmm. So they will see that you don't, you don't care about yourself. So why would they care about you? Why would they make sure mm-hmm. that you're, so that's definitely a, a, one of the traits as well of the wounded feminine being low. Yeah. Maintenance. Yeah. And I definitely think that's where the toxic masculinity and w- wounded feminine tie in together. Um, kind of the idea we've been fed more throughout society i would say kind of our generation growing up um we all know the dating within this time period mm-hmm. is not that great um mm-hmm. men don't do as much and women um are becoming more free becoming more wounded feminines because they feel like you said they don't they can't get much from a man so mm-hmm. a toxic masculine sees that like you said the wounded feminine energy of low maintenance and he's like Oh, good. And that's what I want anyway. So I can do what I want, get what I want and go do what I want. 
So it can be a mess. It is a lot. And we are fed in society today that high maintenance is bad. And it's, it's really not high maintenance. It's asking the normal. We're asking mm -hmm. for anything but bare minimum because mm -hmm. no one deserves bare minimum, whether you're a woman, a man, whatever you identify as, mm -hmm. no one deserves mm -hmm. low maintenance or the bare minimum. So mm -hmm. it just, it is sad to see society like that. And just that that's the energy a lot of people have been operating on as a collective um, for most of the time, but I think it's slowly changing. I think, I think the energies are changing. They're getting there. They'll change in time, but you Honestly, just have to really stay true to yourself yeah. and you'll find that person who's ready to give you everything yeah. you deserve. As long as it, you also get to the point where you know what you deserve. Yes. I think to be completely direct about it, mm -hmm. it's out there, right? One, it's mm -hmm. out there. Two, men are trainable. You train a man. <laughs> men are trainable, but also the thing is that women have to take, like, we have so much power and mm -hmm. we have to recognize where we hold our power. So when I'm, when I always talk about women standing in their power, like I'm never going to bring a man down because that's none of my business mm -hmm. unless it's I'm being involved with and I'm choosing that <laughs> based on a reflection of me. Uh -huh. So whenever I hear a relationship and I hear men bring down a woman and I bring, and I hear a woman bring down a man, I'm like, what are you doing? Because you're only talking shit about your own, sorry for the mm -hmm. language. You're only <laughs> talking about your own self because you are a reflection. Uh -huh person and if you dated them it's for a reason so you got to start looking at yourself so as women i think collectively we need to start taking back our power taking mm -hmm. control we need to start loving ourselves stop dating and and you know be single for a bit and and honor who we are and value ourselves and then it's gonna give men no choice but to work on themselves mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's literally and and feminine energy and masculine energy in the spirit realm it works where the feminine energy does the work first so that the man can follow and i think mm -hmm. it's funny because in the physical men lead and then uh -huh. the women don't follow but in the spiritual women are the leaders and mm -hmm. then ma masculine energy follows so it's interesting to see that right. um, so and it's not to say that us women we have to do it for the sake of them no but we do it for the sake of us. And then those who are meant to come into our lives, who are energetically aligned with that will come. Because mm -hmm. I think social media, it wants to glorify, and just the media in general, wants to glorify toxic relationships. It wants to right. glorify, it wants to put it out there because that's the fear-based mindset. It, it's drama, mm -hmm. it's low vibrational things and conversations. So they want to say that relationships are toxic. They want to say that people um, you know, are in horrible relationships, but a lot of people are in healthy relationships. They're just not mm -hmm. putting it out there. <laughs> They're right. not, you know, and all, not only are they not putting it out there, but it's not the ones that are being seen the most because people don't like to see you happy. People don't mm -hmm. like to see healthy relationships. They rather know that you're in a toxic one because they are also in toxic relationships and that just enables their toxicity. And mm -hmm. it, it, it helps them continue to find validation of like, oh yeah, other people are in toxic relationships. There's no, there's nobody out there who can, you know, treat me good. No, you don't treat you good. That's why mm -hmm. you keep attracting these kind of men or women in your life because you're not doing the work for yourself. So, right. and I, and I love these kinds of conversations because I'm like very, I'm somebody who's very like, you got to hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. That's it. You got to hold yourself accountable and the feminine, the divine feminine. So going from the wounded feminine to the divine feminine, the wounded feminine continues to victimize herself and continues mm -hmm. to, that everybody else is a problem besides her. 
while the the divine feminine recognizes and confronts her own issues and and creates the energy that she wants to attract within her instead of the wounded feminine which wants all these things but doesn't even create it within her doesn't believe it within herself so that's why she continues to go into a a cycle of abuse mental emotional physical and just repeats it because mm -hmm. she does the changes within her and it's the same thing with the wounded masculine as well right and yeah i should have told you before we started we cuss on this podcast it's okay 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 some episodes i'm like <laughs> okay i need to tone it down. i feel like i'm cussing too much sorry y'all <laughs> we do it over here it's okay it's okay i love it i love um, it I know, I do. And I'm sorry, you guys, this is leading into a whole, a whole thing. You, we all know this conversation can go so many different directions. Yeah. There's so much to it. But I definitely think um, it, it sucks because I was actually, I just saw a TikTok about this this morning about um, how it feels like we have to, like you said, men are trainable. Like it feels like we have to train men emotionally mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And it can be exhausting, but I feel like I kind of agree with that of like in the spiritual realm, we lead the men in that mm -hmm. sense where when they see you doing the work, when they see you healing, being better, they realize they either have no choice but to get better or they're going to get kicked to the curb or they're going to leave themselves. So mm -hmm. they realize that and I'm, it's the same, it's kind of what I'm going through in my relationship where I was like, okay, I'm not happy with my life. Like I, I want to move. I want to work for myself. Like I'm tired mm -hmm. of the life I'm living and I've started changing myself, trying to be better. And my man has followed and it is so amazing to Period. see us growing together. <laughs> I love seeing his growth. I love seeing him realize things because we all know a lot of men aren't super spiritual. Um, yeah. So they either dive into that world when they meet a woman they care about or they kind of never find out or they make themselves. I don't trust those men. I don't trust them who are super, super, super spiritual because yeah. I'm like, eh, you just doing and that to manipulate. To, to, you're a narcissist. You're a spiritual. I know. That's it sucks. It's really hard to find the the difference sometimes. Yes. Some of them do just be diving into things to manipulate. Yes. Watch out, ladies. Watch out. You like, do have to. to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's very nice since he has he's never been on a spiritual journey it's so yeah. exciting to see kind of things I've gone through years mm -hmm. ago because I started when I was 16 mm -hmm. and it's just nice to see and it really is you will find that person who is ready to grow with you because not mm -hmm. everyone is not everyone's ready for that not everyone's ready for the growth or we are we've already said mm -hmm. everyone's on their own journey so mm -hmm. it can take time and it is honestly like we do in the spiritual realm lead men whether we want to or not sometimes yeah. it can be exhausting to feel like we are emotionally teaching them mm -hmm. um but it's just it's it's generational trauma it's generational mm -hmm. things that knowledge that have been passed down to mm -hmm. men that they aren't as emotionally intelligent as we are they don't have mm -hmm. that knowledge that we intuitively do just because that's it's what's been passed down for centuries, unfortunately. <laughs> so it takes a lot. They hopefully, you know, as a collective, it'll change. It'll start to change. But that change could take another few hundred years before I, maybe they become emotionally intelligent just like we are. I think I think that men are capable of it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that they're 100% capable of it. I think they just need other men to lead them into that because there are men out there who are emotionally aware emotionally mm -hmm. 
who have broken that cycle that society tries to tell them that they can't tap into their emotions that they can't because that's obviously not true like we are just as emotionally capable like men are just as emotionally capable as women but Mm -hmm. society makes us think that we're that they they conditioned us to think otherwise and literally conditioned us to not be like they conditioned men to not tap into their emotions whatsoever but Mm -hmm. we have the same emotional system internally we're human Mm -hmm. we are we're here to feel so it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you are emotional being, you're an emotional being, but mm-hmm. men were taught to not tap into their emotions. And I think, you know, we're seeing, and it's beautiful. This is why social media can also be a great thing because we're seeing men who are just you know, talking about these things, who are, you know, being open and vulnerable about their emotions and what they're feeling. And usually mm-hmm. these kind of men have a woman beside them who are very spiritually in tune, who are using their intuition, right. who provide them with a safe space as well while i mean i always believe in the in the feminine and masculine dynamic where a masculine is there to provide that safety for a woman to also express herself right and the and the Mm -hmm. feminine can do the same for the divine masculine right but that's a whole other you know conversation (laughs) i definitely think that these you know these men they need leaders they need men who are going to lead them because just like us women, we can only listen to ourselves when it comes to this journey because we mm-hmm. are experiencing. The, I mean, and every woman's journey is is different, but sociologically speaking, we've been conditioned in one way too. So we right. need to led through other women who have we, who share similar experiences because we think differently than men. Even if you know we want to accept mm-hmm. it or not, we have different experiences. We really do, and that's just the reality of it. So I feel like right. it's a man's job who who is spiritually in tune, who is emotionally intelligent, who is connected to their you know their spirituality to lead other men who want to get there. You know, just mm-hmm. like what we got to do that for. Because because let's talk about like like let's say self love for example, the journey to self love for a woman is different you know versus a man. So. Mm-hmm. We, we have that that different mindset. And, and I know there's so many, there's de- a bunch of different gender pronouns and all of that, but it's the same. Like it's different, but the same. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that made sense at all. But <laughs> I, it's making We're sense talking about my, energies. It's okay. It's I get it. Exactly. It's making sense <laughs> in my head. But like a man cannot fully understand a woman and a woman cannot fully mm-hmm. understand. You know what I'm saying? Because our journeys and our way of life and what we've been conditioned to believe and think is just completely different. We can empathize, mm-hmm. but we can't really fully like step into their shoes and they can't really fully step into ours. You know, that's right. basically what I was trying to go with. with right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and we definitely do need more men in this space because I also agree. I feel I do feel men do first off need the right motivation, which is usually love and intense emotion whether that's them experiencing it for the first time or kind of slowly leaning into it they need that right motivation that is usually someone a partner who really brings such emotion out of them that they have no choice but to face it and an open space like you said the feminine energy providing that open space and that's usually when they get to this point where they start to learn better emotionally and We do need more men in the spaces to kind of help guide them on the rest of the journey because as feminine energy, with feminine energy, we can only do so much to start it off before exactly. they, and that is that is a huge thing. It's something I've said before um, where 
mostly i feel it's probably mostly straight men we all know they are very affected and influenced by other straight men mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it can be a little annoying sometimes like their friends if their friends say they don't like their girlfriend all of a sudden like yeah. they look at their girlfriend sideways like we kind of know how it is so they are influenced by other men whether it's their friends or an athlete they look up to a singer rapper whatever so we do need more men in the spaces to be able to guide them through the rest of their journey because yeah listen we can start you mm -hmm. off but you gotta mm -hmm. you gotta figure mm -hmm. out the rest the way we did for yeah. ourselves exactly exactly <laughs> all right so we'll finally move on to the second question y'all okay so sorry. It, listen these are good questions that lead into so many things honestly and i'm like there's obviously still way more because that is i know so to, you know concise yes. and it's hard to put it in like small right words. like um, you guys we're missing the rest of the 98 percent of the conversation <laughs> literally <laughs> okay all right you guys so i did a poll on instagram to ask you guys what you guys preferred a two-part episode or a one hour long episode and this did end up being a little over an hour i think about an hour 18 minutes long so you guys majority voted for two parts so this is part one i know we only got through question one but question two and three will be posted in part two next Wednesday. And we went through those um, a bit quicker than we did the first question. So keep a lookout for that because we will catch you guys again next week. But other than that, I really hope you guys enjoyed and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.